Welcome to A Case of the Mondays, the show where we preview, review, and get in our feelings about all things Bachelor and Bachelorette related. I'm your host, Mike Kyle, and as always, I am joined by my cuzzo, BC, Brendan Coyne, for Season 2 of A Case of the Mondays. Brendan, how are you doing today? Dude, it feels fantastic to be back. And we are back. It was one of those things for me where I wasn't fully hyped or anything like that pretty much until yesterday. Um, Obviously, I knew it was coming, but things have been so crazy for so many different reasons that all of a sudden I checked the phone, I checked the date, and yesterday was October 12th, and I'm like, shit, we get Bachelorette tomorrow. It snuck up on me too, man. I came out of nowhere. And, and, you know, and not only just that, like, I feel like the buildup for this season, as everybody knows, was just so prolonged and so delayed for obvious reasons. And to, to finally be at this point, it's kind of the same thing as how I felt about the NFL season. Like, finally, we're here. Yeah, and I mean, I think Claire referenced that on several different occasions about how she couldn't actually believe that this was happening finally and that she was just very grateful for all the guys to be there. And she just seemed very appreciative of everything. Right. For Crazy. Sure. I guess, uh, shit, it's been, I was actually going through today. The last episode we released, if I'm not mistaken, well, I want to pull this up just to be sure. Yeah, it was March 11th. Brendan, the world shut down on March 13th. I know. I know. We had plans to like go out for St. Patrick's Day and all of a sudden mm-hmm. all the bars closed and that was that. And it's pretty much been the same story ever since. It's just, it's crazy. Right. I was I talking mean, to someone at work today and I just told them I can't believe that this is still a thing. It's surreal. Yeah. I was about to say, you know, before, before we even get into all the bachelorette goodness here, just how are you? Let's just check in real quick. Are things good? Everyone safe? Everyone healthy? Everything's great, man. No complaints. Living the dream. Working. Got some time off here and there, too. Everything's great. The train basically kept moving, right? The train kept moving. (laughs) How are you doing? How how, how are things at your end? I'm good. Just super busy. As you know, I've added another kind of podcast into my realm of hosting. Uh, I'm now doing fantasy football content, so that's taking up the majority of my life over the course of the past two, two and a half, three months or so. Uh, but things are good. And now with the bachelorette being back, uh, my Monday nights just got a little bit more complicated. And it's funny enough, I actually almost uh, came out of the intro with the case of the Tuesdays. Cause what the hell are we doing here on a Tuesday? I know it's weird. Definitely threw well, me off. We're back. We are back. back. And let's, let's dive right in. Shall we? Um, so Claire finally gets her shot as the lead, as the bachelorette. And I actually feel like it's almost poetic that she is the lead during this time, right? Because if you look at her backstory and some of the things that she's gone through as part of the Bachelor franchise and the Bachelor experience, um, it just seems very fitting that she is the lead during this up and down topsy-turvy time. Yeah, for sure. And what are your initial thoughts about her as the episode started? Yeah. I was always somebody who, for the longest time, never really cared for her. I came into the bachelorette party late in the game, but I just 
never really cared for her whenever she came along. I think I saw her a little bit in the Bachelor Winter Olympics special or whatever yeah, it was. That, I just, that's when I was also I just never really cared for her. But going into this episode and, you know, seeing her over the first two hours, it humanized her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it absolutely did. I see where you're coming from, right? Because, um, and I actually do think it's part of what happens when people like us jump in a little bit later. Um, as we've talked about before, this is not our first go around, go around with The Bachelor, The Bachelorette. We've been here for now at this point, five years. Uh, so we, we, we've been through the ringer a little bit. Uh, but I agree, you know, when we first saw her in Winter Games, she was this very dramatic person um, and a bit of a emotional roller coaster. Not saying that's a bad thing by any means, but it was one of those things where I actually feel like because of that, she had to become a bit of an acquired taste. Uh, but for me, just to be able to be in a position where we get this show back to, I don't give a fuck who is the lead. Just inject this show back into my veins. I know. And obviously the previews of the rest of the season kind of set the tone and it's mm-hmm. hard to ignore all the rumors and everything like that, especially since, you know, everything's happened. There's right. not a whole lot going on, but I'm really right. curious to see how many episodes and how many weeks Claire is actually the bachelorette. I think because it's I thought it would be very short lived, mm-hmm. but they kind of make it seem like it's going to be a whole lot longer. And I have no idea what to expect. Yeah. My initial thought before this episode was three. Now I'm going to go out and kind of extend that. I think we get about five or so. Uh, yeah, I, think, it, I, I would say that's pretty fair. Mm-hmm. But I actually want to real quick, I want to go back uh, to your initial question because I kind of cur- I kind of sidearmed it just a little bit about my initial thoughts of Claire for the season. Um, yes, like I said, I was super excited just because we get the show back. Uh, but even more so, I think that the route that they were taking with her, um, I, I really like the idea of getting people who just haven't found it yet, who have been on the show multiple times. And like we, we saw this with Hannah Brown. Uh, we saw this with Nick Vile, where it's just bringing these people back uh, for one last go around, one final swing at things. And I think that's a formula that is going to really work down the line. And as, and as we've seen so far, it's been a formula that's been very successful for them. Uh, just because everybody wants to see a happy ending, no matter what side you're on or anything like that, right? Everyone loves a good story. And this is what we're going to get with Claire this season. For sure. And that's why I think her age is so important because, you know, 39 years old, pretty late in the game. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it can't happen. Obviously, from everything I heard, it seems like it did happen, but it just adds to your previous statement. Yeah, and you know, and it, it, you you've brought up now twice the fact that we've heard rumblings and we've seen. I'm not even going to call them leaks, but like that's the right word for them, even though like there's no really other way to put it. Um, I'm sure if you've been on social media at any point during uh, this off season, as we'll call it, um, a lot of shit was coming out left, right, and center revolving around revolving things around Claire and then bringing in Tasha and all of these other, just the cyclone of information for, for better or worse. 
Um, and so we weren't immune to it. Obviously, we try and stay away from spoilers as much as possible. We consider ourselves to be a spoiler-free show. But at this point, I feel like it is pretty obvious um, what happens. Uh, but we don't know the full context of everything. And this was, this was actually very similar to what happened with, uh, with Peter last season. We knew the way that things were going to shake out, but we didn't know the details. And I feel like we're kind of in this exact same spot. So we are going to avoid spoilers and talk about them as much as possible. We do not actively seek them out by any means. Uh, but there are some times where we just can't avoid them. Yeah, and I mean, as much as I already know and wish I didn't, I'm still pretty intrigued, maybe even excited for this season of The Bachelorette. And typically, to be completely frank, I am not a huge fan of The Bachelorette in general. Right. Yeah. No particular reason. Just harder for me to watch all that testosterone in the room. <laughs> right, right. And that's one, like, that's one of all the reasons. All the bad hairdos. That's one of the reasons why I tweeted out, you know, before, this, before the show started, I said, look, I don't know what a case of the Mondays is going to look like this season. But I know for a fact that it's going to be super fun, super entertaining. We're obviously going to bring the jokes, the laughs, and the criticism, right or wrong. Uh, the, the fair criticism, should I say. Uh, to the stage and really just give our input and our rationales for things that we would do, ask each other questions, and really just Monday morning quarterback this thing. Yeah. And getting right into it, if I'm getting ahead of myself, feel free to step back. But oh, go ahead. The first episode is always super painful. Yes. It's just mm -hmm. like super, super painful it's for just so slow. many different reasons. It's just slow. It's slow. There's cheesy videos of dudes in hot tubs like there's just certain times like i literally cannot stand the episode and right away they throw all this cheesy stuff at us i get mm -hmm. it it's good tv but dude in the bathtub really yeah yeah there were a few moments that made you cringe for sure and it was one of those things for me where I also had to keep my attention because of the fantasy stuff. I, I basically had two screens pulled up. I had the Bills and Titans game on my laptop with the Bachelorette uh, on the TV, and I was literally just dividing my attention uh, back and forth to each thing. Uh, so it was nice, I guess, for me because I had that break of all the cheesiness uh, where yeah. I had something else to divert my attention to. Because like that's like the one thing about like week one is you typically know when something is or isn't important or when something is fluff or when it's not. Yeah. Uh, so I was able to escape that a little bit uh, because of this Tuesday night football game. Well, and it's crazy because they're at this like fancy, fancy resort where I believe they're going to be the whole season. Well, and I think and they've rented the whole place out. Which leads me, thank you for that lob off the backboard. We have the Bachelorette bubble. I know. It's like crazy to think like, I can't even imagine how much money ABC had to fork over to rent that resort for an extended period of time. Well, but apparently think, they're doing something similar with this upcoming season of The Bachelor. Well, yeah, well, yes, because they absolutely have to. Um, Obviously, yeah, exactly. They have to. But I, I actually think that was something that I wasn't too impressed with, like the way, like the production value of it. You know, they got it like that. I think Chris just said like where they were filming someplace in LA, like whatever, but they didn't get into like the details of it. So as far like, we know the mansion, right? But they're just like, yeah, we're going to someplace in LA, but like that was it, you know? So 
I felt like they missed an opportunity to really give the viewers an understanding of where they're actually at, you know, and things like that. Because like, for example, like the NBA bubble, we know that thing left, right, and center. We know everything that's gone on down there uh, between like the different hotel rooms being re being, uh, re uh, being renovated and they even built a barber shop and just different uh, experiential things that they put in in Orlando uh, for the NBA I would have loved to see something like that uh, for the Bachelorette yeah that's a great point that would be really intriguing and maybe stuff will come out like that down the road they're mm -hmm. obviously not trying to spoil anything at the that's moment but that would definitely be interesting it's absolutely definitely a buzz would be it's smart a on ABC's part it's a BuzzFeed article in the making right now <laughs> Oh, absolutely. hundred percent. Um, so let's just get right into it. I know we've been just dancing around this for a little bit, but what were your, what were some of your takeaways on some of the guys? Um, to be honest, I was kind of surprised that there weren't really any that I absolutely hated. hated? Yes. Like usually yep. I'm just like, hate him, hate him, hate him. Can't stand him. But I have, I have a note here that says I really didn't hate anyone. Mm -hmm. There was really no one that I was just like, man, I already can't stand that dude. Right. Yeah, I remember, I remember when the list of Claire's guys came out. And, uh, and me and my friend, we were going through them. And I'm like, this doesn't seem like a good group. And to actually see them a little bit here today really changed my mind on that. I feel like maybe I jumped oh, the gun sure. just a little bit. Uh, and obviously, we only have, like, pictures and short biographies to go off of. Uh, but really just seeing the guys and, like, some, like, their personalities. Uh, I guess it's actually – that's probably, like, one of my favorite things about The Bachelorette is just seeing who the dudes are, right? Because obviously, we've, sure. talked, we've talked about this time and time again. You know, we are both sports guys. So to see, like, the ex-athletes and the ex-football players and just the guys who you know, like, they're just dudes – uh like those are like my favorite people like easy easy like without a doubt is my favorite dude from this season already yeah a lot of cool dudes right for sure so like that was but one of my listen boys. listen big question big yeah. question for you you don't have to answer it right away i'll give you a chance to think about it you're in that limo you get out of that limo and there is a bachelorette in front of you what are you doing what are you saying to make a first impression so that's a very very good question and i hate to take away from it but i guess the only way to find out is to get me on the bachelorette the campaign to get me mike kyle on the bachelorette starts now it starts today i'm ready for it let's do it i'm 23 about to be 24 I'm right in line with the younger uh, skew of the way of, of the, 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 the progression and the trend of where this show is going. I'm obviously a huge fan. I understand the show. So let's make it happen. I'm all for it. But let me throw something out there. Basketball hoop, basketball, yell out Kobe, hit the shot. Let's do this. <laughs> with my luck, I'd miss it. I, uh, I, I think that's pretty good, but, but good news for you. You won't have to experience that. You're cuffed. Thank God. So there's Thank God. So no, there's... But do you, think, do you think it does more or less for the contestant 
if they make it too dramatic. Like I think the whole straight jacket. I think it does work. Knight, I think it's worse. Knight in shining armor. Like you, it doesn't do it for me. Just is, keep it simple. There is a line I feel like, and it like this line is so thin, where if your first impression is like in order to have a great first impression, it has to be a lot, but not too much. Um, but even still, like some of the ones that we saw tonight were just really, really simple. And I really liked it. I think like there's like there is some charm in just coming off just like just super sweet and be like, hey, I'm here for you. Nice little hug and then go on inside. Right. Well, and I think. Like you said, like it just seemed like not nothing was like too crazy. Like there were the few like stray jacket, knight in shining armor, whatever. But you're right. I mean, it was like pretty straightforward. And maybe that helped me to not hate some of these guys so much so early on. The only person who I genuinely didn't like was Bennett. And that was the dude that pulled up in the rolls. Oh, just, boy. The, just pulls up in the rolls, has this long white scarf, and is titled as a wealth manager. Yeah, this dude's an absolute literally dude. says, Literally like, a douchebag. I went to Harvard. Ever heard of it? <laughs> I did, that wasn't him, was it? I thought that was somebody else. It might have been. I thought, I thought that, that was, was him. somebody else. But like, regard like the same point. Like, the point still stands. Um, yeah. He was the it only might one. Even be his, it might even be his car if he's in wealth management too. He's probably a pretty successful guy. So that's, right. That's what I'm saying. Like, it just scream douchebaggery all the way around. Um, some other uh, thoughts that I really like. Like, for example, actually, just going. Uh, I have some. I have a list of some of their uh, first impressions. Uh, ben, Ben was the first one out, and he was the deep breath guy. Love that. That's a great move. Crushed it. Crushed, Crushed it. it. Um, Riley was the attorney, guilty as charged. You, like that was a gr- great one line. Like that's one of those things where if you can do it right, if you just make something memorable but like sweet, I feel like you nailed it. Cheesy, but didn't cross the line. Right. Exactly. Um, what else? Oh, this is actually something that I really wanted to talk about just as we're talking about intros and things like that. I think the thing that really sold me on Claire was the just show up. That to me was so good. And maybe it's because like, that's just a whole lot of myself in in that saying where it's no matter like what I'm doing, like just show up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like just show up, get it done, like put the work in, whatever it is. So just to kind of have like that moment and that mantra, I thought was actually a really cool thing going into this season. Again, because of all the, all the shit and all the hell that that's gone on throughout the course of the past five, six months uh, to be in a position where like to where the motto is just show up, just give it your all. I felt like it's really fitting for the season. Well, and clearly she was, in this huge roller coaster of emotion, like, am I going to be the bachelorette? Am I not going to be the bachelorette? Are we going to do this? Are we going to not do this? Sounds like, you know, her mom might have had a bad fall, was in a nursing home or something like that. So clearly, like, a huge roller coaster of emotions for her. And I mean, she showed up. She showed up. Um, She's doing it. I, 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 got, I got something for you. And this, this was one of the thoughts that I had. And we'll see how this goes. And maybe admittedly, this is a better uh, question posed for Bachelor in Paradise than anything else. 
Um, so I'm sure we'll probably talk about that when the time comes. But imagine yeah. getting out of quarantine and going on the fucking Bachelorette. How yeah. insane is that? Well, and it's like a lot of them are saying, like it's the first hug that they had had in months. It's like the first physical contact that these people, a lot of these people have probably had in a long time. Right. It's That's absurd. To put it bluntly, the horny levels are through the oh, roof. Oh, God. Through yeah, I mean, the roof. I might have to mute some of the later episodes. Some of the, yeah, ab- absolutely. Just the thought that I had, I'm like, this is, I'm like, this is oh. going to be, this is going to be utter chaos. Oh, it's going to be painful. I'm, I'm, it's, it's hurting me to just think about it. Yeah, right. For sure. Um, all right. I, I got a question. I got another question is going off of the introductions here. And this speaks to the whole like love at first sight uh, saying, but what did Dale do that was impressive? Please someone explain this to me. I don't know. He's got some nice teeth. Right, um, but like that, like like I I rewatched his introduction twice, and body I'm just language? like I'm like, huh? The only thing that I could point to is when he said I'm a hugger, and then he lifted her up. Hmm. Other than that, like, all right, all right, Claire, I trust you, but I mean, maybe this, is there something going on behind the scenes that we don't know about? Uh, not that I anticipate, but possible. <laughs> Even uh, it, it was just one of those things where I'm like, really? Like, that's the thing? I guess literally that swept you off your feet. But you get the point. Well, like she lost it. Like, yeah, she I mean, literally lost it. But I, I, I've right, never but I, seen someone's reaction like that. And I was just going to say, that to me is actually a really cool, authentic moment. And I thought Chris played that really well. Uh, just saying, like, did you just say what I think you said? And kind of taking, like, that angle instead of – because, you know – um, because when you get a soundbite like that, and this is the whole, as, as this is what we call producer Mike coming out. When you get a soundbite like that, like that first off, that is absolute gold. Uh, but then secondly, how you handle that in terms of production, because this is a show, this is something that has to be dragged out prolim or expected to be dragged out for 20 weeks. And as we know what happens, it obviously doesn't go that long. Um, but to, have it almost in a way end after night one. Obviously things happen after that, but I'm actually very glad that they're going to let this thing play out the natural way instead of trying to intentionally drag it out. Yeah. I mean, cause in theory, she says that if ABC knows that they end up together. They could have just ended it right there and started another batch threat show. Which they did. But they didn't. But, but, but they did. They did, but they didn't do it, like, right away. No, you know, no. They, but, they did let it play out. But you also, right, but you also can't do it right away. Because, like, there, like, there is a such thing as cutting it too short, and we actually have yeah. to see the chemistry develop and, like, the storyline unfold, right? But this is just, um, I'm not even, like, that's like, like, this isn't even the climax of it all. But it's, it's, a, it's a great hook is what it is. Oh, for sure. But, obviously, Dale... Huge first impression. It's a wrap? Question mark? That, I mean, that's, that's what I texted you. I'm like, this thing's a wrap. That's what you texted me. Right. That's what so, you texted me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, get, obviously, ends up getting the first impression, Rose. Like, I, like, at this point now, right, we know, like, again, 
we know how this ends. I just want to see the story. I, I, I just want to see the puzzle pieces come together. For sure. And I'm going to be really curious to see who the villain or villains are. Because again, it came across like that none of the guys were inherently bad or none of them really rubbed me the wrong way. None of them really annoyed me. Usually I'm just, again, I'm just like, don't like you, don't like you, don't like you, definitely don't like you. So I'll be really, really curious to see what kind of drama and what kind of villains come about. Because really, there wasn't a whole lot of drama Mm -hmm. right? at all. And I think this is actually an interesting question, which is, is there even enough time to have a villain? Right. If this thing goes how we expect it to, and that's this is pretty much a one and done sit scenario, um, is there is there even the opportunity for a villain to develop? And I'm going to take a step further. Is it possible that Claire ends up the villain? Oh, for sure. I mean, based on everything I've heard, based on previews, I mean, there's clearly a lot of guys that are still there when she decides that she doesn't want to go through with this anymore Mm -hmm. and And she doesn't look good in the later episodes based on the previews that i've seen right and i don't like that's the thing right i i feel bad calling claire a potential villain because obviously as somebody who's watched this show the point of the show is to fall in love it's to find your person so for her to go through like for her to do that and let's just say two weeks time right i don't know the exact timeline but let's just say two weeks time like mission accomplished i'm just saying in terms of almost production is she going to end up being the villain in that way right yeah for sure um, um good what else you got here i got a few other notes here um kind of random kind of random we can go in a different direction we can come back to this whatever you're feeling Mm -hmm. claire cries a lot like a lot a lot like yeah we what i i feel like i knew that coming in because like that was part of the perception of her i felt like from winter games and was it it just me or is like is that is that the typical amount of crying or is that more crying that than usual um, I, I don't know. I didn't think it was anything like too extreme or anything. I just think that she is, I just think that she's a very emotional person and like not even emotional in the way of like mental breakdown or like, or uh seesaw, but more so in the way of she just experiences feelings. And once she does, like, that, it just has to come out. It's one of the, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. I mean, you a crier? Are you a crier? Uh, I mean, I was. I get a little choked up every once in a while. I was previously, in, in, my, in my past life, I'd like to admit, I'd like to think rather, uh, that I've hardened up a little bit. Uh, but I, 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 I feel like I'm an emotional person. And, and like, in full honesty, oh, I, I mean, feel like I am. Like, if you're around me, I'm just, I'm just super passionate, super emotional. Uh, not even on, like, I almost want to say, like, a 
highly like uh highly charged or like really charged person uh but i don't know that's wound up from time to time yeah so nothing wrong with that just curious i'd I'd say i am but it's just one of those things where it it comes in spurts right so i mean my dad's nickname for me is the ticking time bomb (laughs) your dad is my dad's nickname for me is the ticking time bomb oh your dad's nickname for you is the tick i did not know that it's i'll hold it hold it hold it and then explode yeah just a a blow up here and there right so i'd say i am but it's fine i it doesn't bother me at all um i nope that actually that brendan we the segues here are are incredible easy <laughs> asked an incredible question i felt like right off the bat and his first question to claire was essentially what do you do um, when things go bad, like what is your first reaction? How do you handle when things go bad? And I'm like, damn, that is a great first question to ask somebody because like in a, re- in a relationship, it's obviously super important to know what your partner is going to do in times of crisis in times of turmoil. When shit hits the fan, what happens next? Yeah. And I think in order for a relationship to be successful and last, you have to be able to understand that. And you have to be able to engage in your partner in a way that helps both of you move forward and not stay stagnant and not let this bad situation eat you alive. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, good. No, I mean, just everybody has different personalities. So you just have to know when certain situations arise that you have to act or react in a certain way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, I even just going back to myself personally, um, when shit hits the fan, my first my first reaction is to. I need, I need to, I need to take a step back. Like, just let me be, be, let me just, let me be by myself for a little bit. I'll regroup. And then my initial thought immediately after I regroup is all right, how do we fix this? I I go right into, I go right into that mode. Uh, But like that first step of just leave me alone um, is super important. Like something that I do um, whenever I get in a mood, first thing I do is get my car and I'll drive around for 40 minutes. And that's probably a great idea because I'm very similar. Like, when I'm in a situation that makes me angry or annoyed, like I want to react right away. I want to reply to that email right away, reply to that text message right away. And that's never, ever been a good thing. So I think that by taking a step back, distancing yourself from the situation a little bit, gives you a little more clarity. And then it's like you said, okay, now you can go ahead and fix the problem. Mm-hmm. Right, for sure. Um, hang on, my, my man Easy getting deep early on. I think he's gonna. I think he would go pretty far. I, yeah, right. I, I like that. Probably the pink suit. Yeah. First off, fire fit. Second, fire so, name. I it. Uh, but I think that's actually a really good point. Here is what happens to these dudes in a season that gets cut short. Um, for sure. Are they still going to have the same opportunities as other bachelor and bachelorette contestants, like getting the opportunity to go to paradise or winter games? Like, are they going to still be treated as part of the family? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean, I'm sure there'll be a lot of them, you know, that we do see 
down the line that we're going to be like, we don't remember this person. I don't remember this guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, are they going to bring some of them back? Do they, I, I don't know the details of this, but do they, do some of them go to Tasha's season? Exactly. You know, I mean, we know that Matt, right? Matt's his name. Who? Keep talking. The I don't know what you're talking about. Bachelor. Bachelor. Oh, yes. Yes, Matt. Yes. Like, we know that he was on the season or was supposed to be on the season and Correct. obviously isn't there anymore. So it'll just be really interesting to see, like you said, like, will these, be guys, these guys be accepted as part of the family? Like, will we see them down the road? Will we see them with Tasha? Like, who knows? That's actually it might be one of those really things good. where we never see them ever again. I don't know. Right. That's a point that I didn't consider. And there were multiple times during this off period that me and you considered doing an emergency podcast. <laughs> um, like for like, we didn't get to talk about the Matt stuff. Um, there was another instance just recently where we, where we considered doing an emergency podcast. I forget what that was about exactly. Um, but I do think it's interesting that they decided to go with Matt, a guy who we've never seen before. Right. So they must have right. some level of extreme confidence in him and his ability to be a leader, to lead the show and just assert himself into this franchise with no history behind him for sure and you know i've talked about this in the past i started watching the whole bachelor bachelor rap bachelor in paradise i started off by watching a season of bachelor in paradise where nick was on it right we both did and from there nick became the bachelor and then they just rope you in you become like dedicated to it you become almost like loyal to seeing it through to following mm-hmm. these people along so you're absolutely right it'll be really interesting to see you know what the reception is of Matt and how people feel about him are people going to be as motivated to watch the bachelorette going forward when it's literally this person we don't know anything about Right, for sure. Um, and actually, kind of speaking of about these dudes and what's going to happen to them going forward, dude, and we're going to talk about this a lot, I imagine, just because our perspectives between The Bachelor and Bachelorette are just very different because for us, the shows are two very different things. Um, dude drama is so whack. It's so dumb. It's so annoying. I know. I'm like... <laughs> I'm one of those guys who like can't handle that. Like probably one of the reasons why I don't enjoy the bachelorette all that much. Cause like, I just can't stand dudes like that who are just like all bro all the time. It just drives me nuts. It's just like so much testosterone in the room. It, I, uh, ah. and I also have like, I feel like this is actually a really valid point here and you can correct me if I'm wrong. If I'm correct, Tyler accused Yosef of hitting up another girl on Instagram. And yes, some of the details came out that were a bit like, why are you sending like videos? And we don't know if, the, if, the, if that's true or not. But regardless, the basic accusation of Yosef was that he was being a flirt. And I'm like, what the fuck, right. are, we, I'm like, what the fuck are we doing here? He supposedly sent a video to a girl saying... Good morning, beautiful. Have a nice day. I was like, what? admittedly, 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 a bit creepy. Like that, like not, nah, like nah, nah, fam, that ain't it. 
But the for sure ballsy, the, right? But not the, something I would do. Not something that I think normal people do. But you're just like on the edge of your seat, waiting for this god awful thing to come out of his mouth, and it's just like, oh, video to a girl saying good morning. Hmm. Right. Exactly. Exactly. It was just one of like. As you said, it was such a letdown, and it's it's just why dude drama is so whack. Like, like what are we doing here? What are we doing? Um, Honestly, we saw- dude drama is the best way to describe it. Like, it just—I don't know why dude drama is the sole reason why I do not like watching Bachelorette. Period. Right. That's the only reason. Dude mm-hmm. drama can't handle it. Don't want to see it. Can't stomach it. Yeah, it's uh, well, like, like, and like I said, you know, coming into season two, we'll see how we approach the show, and I'm sure that there is going to be somewhat of a thematic difference between how between our takes for The Bachelor and Bachelorette. Uh, but again, you know, we're we're here to just get the takes off, shoot the shit a little bit, and if we don't like something, we're gonna fucking say it. Yeah, I mean. To be frank, I don't know if I've ever watched a full season of The Bachelorette from start to finish. Bachelor, um, these past few years, yes, I've been I'm, very loyal. I'm the same way. I was in and out of Hannah Brown, and I was in and I was in and out of Bank of Becca before that. For sure, uh, same here. Liked both of them. Too. Thought they would be really good bachelorettes, but just couldn't stomach. Couldn't stomach it. Right. Probably because of the dude drama. And actually. And speaking of being a flirt and sliding into DMs, Blake, Blake with the interesting move here. Um, yeah, comes I'm in. really, really surprised that, I don't know, maybe the producers never found out. I mean, like, it just seems like something that they would take pretty seriously. Like, okay, you're not supposed to contact her, you contact her, you're not going to be on the show anymore. Right, yeah, I don't know. Right, again, we don't know the full situation of, like, who knew what. Um, but I do think it's I, it, it was a, it was absolutely a ballsy move. So just to recap it one more time, uh, it was Claire's mother uh, broke her nose, and obviously just craziness is going on all around her, and all the uncertainty around the show and her mom and COVID. And Blake just reaches out and just says like, "Hey, like I'm here for you." Just something as simple as that. And it's actually really funny because the way that Claire came off. To start the conversation, uh, it sounded like as if she was going to let him go. And then the conversation quickly turned to, I love that you did that. I love that you took the rest. You knew you weren't supposed to, and you did it anyway. Yeah, just definitely wasn't expecting that. I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm really surprised that there weren't more guys who reached out to her i mean there was just such an extended period of time i forget what it was 120 130 140 days like i just was astounded that there weren't more people who tried to reach out to her and maybe they were there maybe there were we just don't know about it or whatever the case may be but i was very surprised at that well i think that's actually a very interesting angle here is what if they let them i maybe they should have i mean if you knew that this was going 
to be a crazy season as is. Not even beside, not like not even the fact that Claire was going to dip after two and a half weeks, uh, but yeah. just the fact of everything going on, like having to go into a bubble, having this delayed time off. Um, would it have been an added value to the show to see what the relationships would have been like? either through FaceTime or calls or text and just see the initial bubblings of the relationship uh, digitally and then try and have everything translate to real life and in person, right? Because this is so 2020 and just so of the times, I feel like that would have been an actually really cool twist on the show. Yeah. I mean... I don't know how I would have felt about something like that. Maybe it would have worked for me. Maybe it wouldn't have. Um, but yeah, it's almost like why wouldn't, why weren't they given permission to reach out to her, or communicate, and develop these relationships? I don't know. If maybe ABC hasn't met the their madness. Maybe you know they were worried about this coming to an abrupt end very quickly, which seems to have happened. Anyway, I don't know, but I mean. It, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. Um, I got a question for you, actually. If you were one of the dudes and you knew that you had the opportunity to go on the show, and we've talked about this before, I'm more inclined to go on the show than you are. Um, but just, I think just the general premise of there is this girl that you could, um, that you could fall in love with, but you have to wait 109, or yeah, you have to wait 130 days. Are you holding out? That's a great question. I mean, there's no way that all 31 of those guys did not talk to or go on a date with another girl during that hiatus. There's no way. That they didn't or that they did? That they, there's no way that they didn't do that. Okay. You know all what right. I mean? Like, you can't tell me that all 31 of those guys like you know what no i'm not gonna date i'm not gonna talk to anybody i'm not gonna do anything until this season with claire right. is straightened out there's just no way if they did props to them respect i just can't even fathom that though yeah i think that that's a point that i that i never really thought of so far right is what happened leading up to and actually you know like that ties into the whole that, like that really does tie into the question that i asked you and it's um not only like if you did or if you didn't but just were you willing to stick it out you know you were like sure you might have been able to go on dates and things like that but were you still willing to just wait and just keep waiting and be put on hold over and over again until some sort of plan and then the eventual shooting of the show took place. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I wish think, I had an answer for I you think right I, now. I, I, I think, I think I would. But that's also just like, that's just very me. I'm very, mu I'm very much all or nothing. Right. So if I, if I know that there is an opportunity here at the end, like through the wait to be with this incredible woman, I would be very hard pressed 
to turn that down and just say, nah, I'm good at day 75, day 80, day 100. For sure. And, you know, and actually, it's like, but even but, meeting her once, say you meet, you yeah. met her once and felt that way, completely different story. If you meet her once and you're like, okay, yes, this is it. Have a good feeling. I'm going to wait. But like, if you don't have any sort of like interaction with that person, mm-hmm. you know, it's yeah. gotta be hard to do one date, five minutes, a handshake, just a hug right? you, could you, change anything, just, could change right. everything. You just, it, it's, it's very much, it's the, it's the carrot and the rabbit, right? You just need that sure. first. And, every, and everyone's different, you know, and everyone's different. It's like you said, there's that one guy who's like, no. I've mm-hmm. seen Claire and I'm intrigued. I am going to wait and see what happens with her, what happens with this. But then you have the Yosefs who are going to be DMing girls with beautiful Instagram videos. <laughs> I mean, it's like, you know, there's just going to be people at both ends of the spectrum no matter what. Right, for sure. Um, but it, any- is, it, is, it is really interesting to think about, for sure. Mm-hmm. Do you have any other notes here? The final note that I have is Yosef survives and Tyler dies. I know, yeah, it's crazy. Um, no, I mean, I'll be really intrigued to see how this plays out over the next few weeks. You know, what happens, how it happens, how they transition to Tasha. I think there's going to be a lot going on over the next few weeks, which is going to make it like really hard to follow and maybe even really hard to stay like invested in it. Mm -hmm. But I think it could be some really great TV. And I think it could be a really, really interesting, fun experience. I have one, I have one, I have one final thing just to go back to that last point of Tyler leaves. So if you were in this scenario, right, every single lead is faced with this because there's drama in every single season between two, three, four, five, six, seven people, right? What are you doing in that scenario? Uh, So for example, the example here is that um, Tyler comes to Claire and says, hey, Yosef did X, Y, Z. She ends up sending Tyler home and then keeps Yosef. So I'm very, I think, obviously, I don't, I, this is probably just a personal thing, but I do think it's interesting that she took the route of, I'm going to send the snitch home and I'm going to keep Yosef yeah. uh, to stick around for a little bit. Yeah, it was interesting. And just to piggyback on that a little more, it's like, what was Tyler thinking? Like, what made him think that this would be the best thing for him? Well, and for Claire, that's because... the question that I have every single time. It it never goes well for the person who snitches, right? Like, just keep it to yourself, do your thing, and then it's never an issue. And maybe he stays. Maybe he stays another week, another two weeks. Maybe he's the winner at the end. Who knows? But now he's going to be somebody that we were. Never remember and probably never see again. Exactly, right? And even so, like, maybe, in all honesty, he just gave Yosef a reason, like, to stay. Because now there is, um, because now there's some level of intrigue 
uh, with Claire and him now, at, at least at on some scrutiny. level. Added scrutiny, too. Right. Like, maybe he knows Yosef, I mean, needs to get his act together and needs to, like, put all of his focus and all of his effort on this. And it's like you said, maybe that brings out the best in him. Mm-hmm. Maybe right. we end up liking him. Maybe he's not the villain at all the rest of the season. I mean, there's just so many different things. It never do- it never plays well to intentionally put the spotlight on another person, both good or bad. It, sure. o- it only ends up hurting you because what you do with that spotlight is you turn it off from yourself. For sure. And look where I got him. Gone. Can't, w- one, two, three, Cancun, right? <laughs> Bye, Felicia. All right. Brandon, do you have any other final notes here before we get up out of here? I'm, I'm good. We covered everything that I needed to, I felt like. No, I think that's it, man. Great first episode. Looking forward to the, the rest of the season and looking forward to more podcasts and spending some quality time with you. And with that being said, perfectly well said to wrap this thing up. Episode one of season two of A Case in the Mondays is officially in the book. Thank you guys so much for taking the time to listen. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast. We're dropping these every after every single episode. I don't know if we're going to do previews for this. Probably not. We liked them in concept last season, but I don't know if that's something that we're actually going to continue to try and do. It was just one of those things where I felt like as we were progressing through them, uh, they just kept giving away more and more information, so there wasn't a whole lot to talk about let alone to speculate. So that's probably going to be gone, but obviously the content after every single episode will keep rolling. So subscribe to that. Share this with one other person who listens, or I guess who watches uh, The Bachelorette. Get them invested in what we do. Hopefully we continue to bring you guys great conversations. And as always, you aren't in your feelings. You just have a case of the Mondays.